0: Who are you? What does it mean to be human? What is truth? Is your red the same as my red? Is free will truly free? What is morality? Join us as we explore these ideas and more in The Philosopher's Stone. Hello, fellow stoners. Welcome to another episode of Philosopher's Stone where. We like to think of ourselves as the Plato's and the Aristotles of game chair philosophy, but in reality, we're probably more so the dumb and dumbers of game chair philosophy. Here on Philosopher's Stone, our purpose is to spark synergistic conversations on a myriad of complex and complicated topics. So, Darren, how's your, how's your week going?
1: It's been pretty good so far. I finally actually got my room organized and unpacked, and yeah, other than that, just kind of been working how about you
0: it's been going all right just staying busy you know school and school and stuff definitely need to get my room and closet organized (laughs) definitely been something on my on my to-do list for a few weeks now which probably isn't a great thing but
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of difficult to just like keep things organized at times especially when you're busy running around with everything else you're trying to do in your life
0: yeah absolutely absolutely i hear that have you read anything interesting this week
1: um, trying to think,
0: I just been cleaning your room?
1: Yeah, I have not been doing as much reading as I'd like to, unfortunately. How about you though?
0: <laughs> so, as far as independent reading, I haven't really been doing that as much either. however, I have I did just finish a book that I had to read for my world religions class. It's called Raw Revelations. and it was it was very interesting. It was a very interesting read, definitely gives me a little bit of a different perspective on you know the bible and and stuff like that and it was interesting just to, to hear other I guess arguments and hear other other perspectives and ideas and stuff
1: yeah that sounds interesting and I know you've kind of talked with me a little bit about that book already maybe we'll have to do an episode on it kind of discuss some of the ideas in that
0: yeah absolutely All right, so as far as housekeeping, so just to remind you guys, you have our rules and regulations. When it comes to discourse, if we can just kindly adhere to those. Again, nothing really too overly tyrannical and overbearing, just like common respect and decency and everything. Upcoming plans: so we are still working on our Chillstep stream channel. That is still in a work in progress, as well as our website, still in a work in progress. So hopefully, eventually, we'll get a website up and going, so we can actually post all of these recordings for you guys to listen to. Say if you aren't able to make it to these live recordings, or if you just want to re-listen, think about some more stuff, have some more ideas, you can then you know proceed to share here on Philosopher's Stone and the public discourse and everything. So those are our updates. Also, I would like to see a few guys since we're trying to build a little bit of a community here. Do you guys... I know I introduced every episode calling ourselves stoners and stuff like that, because to me, I think that's kind of funny. But I want to get some input from you guys. If you guys, you know, like that name as far as, like, community and stuff like that, like our, our community name, our community members and stuff like that, as well as, you know, we would like to hear, like, topics that you guys like to to discuss and, and hear about on these on these episodes. So if you guys you know want to hear about a specific topic if you can just drop that in the public discourse we would definitely like to take that into consideration and possibly do a whole episode on it so so for this episode though we are going to be talking about the experience machine now before we jump into this we would like to give a full disclosure per usual That to us, information is information, and neither true nor false, right nor wrong, good nor bad, and our responses to these topics are merely our subjective perspectives of the assumed objective reality. We are not subject matter experts, and as such, we would like to invite you guys to join the discussion through the public discourse channel by adding any questions, comments, perspectives, and or experiences you might have in relation to the topic at hand. And so with that out of the way, Darren, would you like to kind of lead us into what, you know, what the experience machine is and what we're going to be talking about today?
1: Yeah. So I took a philosophy class, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago. And one of kind of the thought experiments that we explored in it was this concept of the experience machine. So it's, let's say, you know, you have this machine that you would basically go into and it could give you any experience that you want. And so basically, out of the machine, you would program, like, I don't know, I want to be a millionaire, right? And then you would go into the machine, and it would, basically, you would get to experience what it's like to be a millionaire in that machine. And so basically, any experience you want, any, you know, anything you could possibly want in life, you could have in that machine. And the kind of big question is, would you go into it, and why or why not? So we're going to kind of be exploring that idea today, and I've got a couple of other interesting scenarios and interesting thoughts I think I may add in as we go but I guess I'll start by asking you Dustin would you go into the machine and then why or why not
0: yeah that's definitely uh definitely an interesting question I think I think so I will say that you and I have kind of discussed this idea previously Mm -hmm. and I think in our discussion of this my knee-jerk reaction was yeah I go to the the machine just to you know experience things I think I think fundamentally, in my perspective, I think life is really too short, and the world is really way too big to, you know, just to 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 not try to experience life to its fullest. You know, what I'm saying to not try to get as much perspective of the world, and to, you know, I think I I, I kind of like to live a life of of trying to really live a life like fully, you know, full of experiences and stuff like that, and definitely having a machine like that would give me the opportunity to do that but i also think that and if i remember correctly your kind of uh response to that was like it's i'm, <laughs> I'm trying to remember when it like if it's almost kind of like you're like you're not really satisfied like going into the machine would be kind of in in some regards indicative that the the current life you're living now is not like satisfactory right yeah and which i think in a sense i would agree with but also kind of like what on some of the topics that we've talked about before if you think about it coming from jordan peterson's perspective in his maps of meaning how as human beings we typically have a the belief that we live in an unbearable present right and so because of that, we develop the idealistic future, and then we try our best to transform the idealistic future into the present to try to, to better our situation. So I think because that's just kind of like a natural thought process, I guess you could say, like it would make sense that, that the, the experience machine would be an intriguing object, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you have the understanding that the present is unbearable. And so you want to go and experience the machine to experience the idealistic futures, which could be whatever, you know, whatever you want.
1: Yeah, but I think that brings up, cat kind of two points with that is first and foremost, you mentioned that you would want to go into the machine to experience things and you want to have as much experiences of life as you can. The kind of question I would pose to that would be, Would the experiences you gain from the experience machine be experiences of life? Because technically it's just a pre programmed experience. Like it's not necessarily real life. And then the other aspect of it is like we're supposed to work to bring the idealistic future into the unbearable present and to bring that into our current situation. And how long would it be before you start using the experience machine to escape? from the unbearable present rather than work to bring the unbearable or the idealistic future into the unbearable present yeah
0: and that's honestly a good point point. and i think in trying to really like you said kind of escape reality i think in doing that you kind of limit yourself in a sense that you don't really in trying to escape reality and trying to achieve that idealistic future and trying to convert that into an idealistic present you basically rob yourself of having a sense of purpose i guess you could say yeah where having the idealistic fu- ha- having the idealistic future and then having to strive to transform that idealistic future into the present mm-hmm. gives you again a sense of of a purpose in life right yeah and so i I think I would agree in in that sense that it uh, it can potentially rob you of that. and then at that point, any experience that you have in in the experience machine, you don't really have any sort of sense of of f- fulfillment. I mean, you you know kind of like what we talked about a little bit, I think on our last episode, like you'd look at you know rich people, I mean like Elvis Presley, right, who was really famous, really popular, really rich, and if I remember correctly he he overdosed on drugs because like he was he had achieved everything. And so he didn't really have at least this is again not a subject matter expert on Elvis Presley's psychology but to me it would seem that because he had achieved everything right he didn't it came to a point where he didn't have an idealistic future. He had he didn't have anything he had to strive to obtain. And because of that, he had no purpose, and with no purpose, there's i guess in that regard really no no purpose to life, you know what I'm saying Mhm, and I mean, I think kind of the same way with with Michael Jackson, you know, like like it didn't seem like there was like him being famous and rich and popular like didn't seem to be enough like there was still he's like there's still he was still looking for for something to obtain, mm-hmm. right. Now, to your first point of, you know, how do you know that, that the experience machine is actually experiencing life? I guess that that would kind of come down to, like, the technological aspects of it, if that makes sense,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is, and how closely it models. Like, if, you're, if we're talking an experience machine, like, putting on a VR headset, well, sure, that takes up, like, you know, you put your headphones in, you put your the goggles on that okay that's your sights and that's your your hearing but then your taste your smell that kind of stuff it's kind of so you're not really getting like a full experience plus your hands are on like controllers so you don't like really have you can't really touch and feel things so like in that sense like okay that's kind of close but you know but if it's something where you're like it's a full like full-on immersive experience and everything and then the experience itself is closely representative to to actually being in that situation you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i think that's that's kind of what would determine if you're actually i guess i don't know
1: (laughs) so even if like all of your senses were engaged and it is like a full a full encompassing experience within this machine would you then consider it a real experience Equivalent to anything else that you experience on a day-to-day basis. Hmm.
0: See, I don't like this this part where you keep asking me questions, and (laughs) I have to figure out how to answer them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. So that is that is to that is difficult to to try to to try to answer because, like, I think at this point we're kind of talking about the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? Where what we think is you know. I guess if you're in the experience machine long enough, what you think is reality isn't actually reality. But I don't know. I think, I guess it just depends on how much an individual really values their, their current life. I guess you could say, or values the uh, values, the human struggle, if that makes sense. Like, or not the human struggle, like the, the, the struggles in life that makes life interesting. I (laughs) words. Words are difficult. I don't does that make sense?
1: Yeah, so they I'm sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say they value the kind of human condition and like they feel that there's something meaningful and worthwhile in that and that to have a pre programmed situation that you're in would feel like wouldn't feel right, you know? Mm Mhm. But that's actually kind of another part of the experience machines because like okay you can have whatever experience you want and so you're you start off like oh i want to be a millionaire i want to go to space i want to see what's at the bottom of the mariana's trench right and then eventually it's like well i'm pre-programming everything and then stepping into this machine fully cognizant that everything is programmed Mm -hmm. and that doesn't feel right right yeah. so now you program it that while you're in the experience machine you don't realize you're in the machine or you know every time you get out of the machine you're like okay that was great but what happened was almost expected it was planned yeah so now i want to sorry go ahead
0: well i was just gonna say and even then like you know i think i think if you're to step into the experience machine to experience something here on earth that like we've You know, experienced before, like what it feels like to be a millionaire, right? Like, you can get a ton of millionaires together and be like, "All right, what is it like to have, like, to to be a millionaire, right?" And so then you can develop a machine from that that relatively closely, accurately gives you the experience of being a millionaire. Now, as you start, like, you know, if you're like, "Okay, what is what would the experience be like to jump on a rocket and fly to another planet that has intelligent life?" Well, at that point, you just kind of have to make shit up. (laughs) yeah and so you can but i guess then then you'd really be trying to experience like your own imagination if you really think about it and but then how closely is your imagination to like real life and like it's yeah it just kind of opens up a whole new can of worms right at that point
1: well let's say it was you know this magical machine that somehow knows what life on another planet is like and it could give you an accurate experience to reality in that because hmm. we're, I mean, the idea of an experience machine is already fictional. Why not make it, take it one step further? And <laughs> where I'm kind of trying right to go now. with this is like, huh?
0: As fictional right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right now, yes. <laughs> Once Neuralink is developed, then we'll have it. We'll be good. Um, Put
0: it online, here we go. <laughs> let's
1: do it. But where I'm trying to go with this is like, Okay, so you make it to where you don't realize you're in a machine. You make it to where unexpected things happen. And Like, if you get out and things go super well, you might, you know, feel slightly disappointed that things were easy. So, okay, let's have a hurricane hit. Just to shake things up a little bit, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Or let's throw some drama into my life because, you know, just to make things interesting, it's like, how many iterations do you go through that before the experience machine just ends up being reality?
0: Yeah, 100%. And it's... But I think that's... You're bringing... Well, I guess, yeah. You basically be bringing the human condition into the experience machine. Yeah. Which then kind of defeats... I feel like at that point kind of defeats the purpose of the experience machine.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's like... And then at that point, you have to wonder, okay, then what's what's the point?
1: Yeah. You
0: know what and I'm saying? And I think
1: that's kind of the... Be- idea that i think everyone struggles with and everyone deals with and it's like the experiences that you can have are good but they need some sort of direction they need some sort of reason to kind of orient you within the world if that makes sense
0: yeah that makes sense
1: and sorry go ahead
0: no you go ahead
1: i was gonna say i think this where this kind of thought experiment becomes useful is like for understanding like hedonistic ideals because that's kind of the goal of hedonism right is to have the best experiences and appreciate the good things in life right
0: yeah so sorry um, go ahead so let me let me let me introduce this this quote which i think is very applicable to what we're talking about at least more on a deeper philosophical level so and it's going to be kind of a, of a lengthy quote but but hear me out on this so this is coming from jordan peterson's maps of meaning and in and he is actually quoting Dostoevsky, gotcha. which i would really like to read more of his stuff but so the quote goes like this quote now i ask you what can be expected of man since he is a being endowed with such strange qualities shower upon him every earthly blessing drown him in a sea of happiness so that nothing but bubbles of bliss can be seen on the surface give him economic prosperity such that he should have nothing else to do but sleep eat cakes and busy himself with the continuation of his species and even then out of sheer ingratitude sheer spite man would play you some nasty trick he would even risk his cakes and would deliberately desire the most fatal rubbish the most uneconomical absurdity simply to introduce into all this positive good sense his fatal, fantastic element. It is just his fantastic dreams, his vulgar folly, that he will desire to retain, simply in order to prove to himself, as though that were so necessary, that men still are men and not the keys of a piano, which the laws of nature threaten to control so completely that soon one will be able to desire nothing but by the calendar. that is not all. Even if man really were nothing but a piano key, even if this were proved to him by natural science and mathematics, even then he would not become reasonable, but would purposely do something perverse out of, a, out of simple ingratitude simply to gain his point. And if he does not find means, he will continue, or I'm sorry, he will constru- contrive destruction and chaos, will contrive sufferings of all sorts only to gain his point. He will launch a curse upon the world, and as only man can curse, it is his privilege The primary distinction between him and other animals maybe by his curse alone he will attain his object, that is, convince himself that he is a man and not a piano key. If you say that all this too can be calculated and tabulated, chaos and darkness and curses, so that the mere possibility of calculating it all beforehand would stop it all and reason would reassert itself, then man would purposely go mad in order to be rid of reason and gain his point. I believe in it, I answer for it, for the whole work of man really seems to consist in nothing but proving to himself every minute that he is a man and not a piano key. It may be at the cost of his skin, it may be by cannibalism, and this being so, can one help being tempted to rejoice that it has not yet come off, and that desire still depends on something we don't know, End quote. I know that's a lengthy quote, but I think that, like, the, the idea that stepping into a an experience machine where you can have all kinds of bliss, you can instantly become rich. At some point because because you don't have you rid yourself, you rob yourself of purpose in life, then you're gonna try to and like we said, kind of inevitably try to bring in the human experience to that to that machine because that's so that's so necessary in like in living life. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if any of that made any sense.
1: No, I think that does make sense and it's like there is kinda of that necessity to be like I'm more than just, you know, the summation of the universe has created me and I wanna do something with my life. Like that that makes sense to me at least, and that I think that's where
0: I think it No, uh, hold on. I just lost my thought. Damn it. <laughs> I was I think...
1: gonna say sorry, go ahead.
0: There it is. So I think it it really brings like it brings value to the human condition. But that value only comes when you kind of when a person kind of really accepts the human condition if that makes sense. Like living life has its highs and its lows and it's not the most comfortable thing to do, right? Like if you want to if you want to achieve anything, you're going to have to if you want to achieve anything and feel like that that you achieved was worth it you're going to have to have to struggle for it like like you know let's kind of go back to the the working out scenario that we've talked about in previous episodes if if a person wants to be fit and strong they would have to work out they would have to put themselves through temporary pain in order to get that that idealistic future that idealistic you know the pleasure of feeling great having a little bit more vitality and everything Whereas if you step into an experience machine and you're already fit and buff and everything, for one, if you haven't done the work of, of getting to that point, you're not going to know how to maintain yourself. Yeah, that's true. Right? Because you don't, you haven't done the research, you haven't looked into it, you haven't experienced it, or you haven't experienced the, the struggle to get there. You know, I guess some people would say it's not the it's not the destination, it's the journey, and then other people say it's not the journey, it's the destination, you know whatever they can argue about that, but <laughs> I guess in this instance, we're arguing for the value of the the journey, yeah, but yeah, and so if you step into an experience machine, you're already like, you know you got a six pack, you're sexy, all that kind of good stuff, like you don't at that point, it's like, okay, what now, and even then, even then, if you say you're you're Trying to trying to achieve something, right? And then you achieve it at like probably the day after you achieve that thing. Typically, you're like, okay, what's next, mm-hmm. right? Because you've like like well, you take, something to do. Yeah, exactly. Like for me, this this past spring semester, I was taking calculus too, right? And I really had like like my score. Was in the 60s, so I would like I was I was on track to get a D in that in that class. Yeah. So I really had to like bust my ass to (laughs) to pull my grade up. I ended up with a 70.8, I think, or 70.08. Yeah. Just enough to get a C to pass the class, and so I really had to struggle and strive to understand the concepts and to do well on the exams and quizzes to get that score, right? And then after I got the score like it was all cool and then a day later it's like okay now what right i've yeah. i've my i'm so used to to putting my nose to the grindstone so used to applying my mental focus my my mental bandwidth my mental resources into a specific goal now that i've achieved that goal what's the next thing right what's how do i how do i keep this momentum going right well I me
1: put the question to you then is that necessity for meaning and purpose and is that necessity for doing something and moving forward and working towards a goal and all that, is that something that is like built into us or is that something that we are conditioned to do? Because like you said, once you get that momentum going, you kind of feel that necessity to do stuff. And that, I mean, I've felt that sometimes when going on vacation, like, i need stuff to do that i've got work to do right and Um, hmm?
0: well yeah i was i was gonna agree with you like like if you have like a three-day weekend and you're sitting at home you're like bro like this is nice but i need something to do like (laughs) (laughs) i need something productive i need something i need to start accomplishing goals i need to and then along with accomplishing goals comes a, you know, a a sense of respect for one for yourself, right? Because you're like in, I guess, psychologically in your head, you just like, I've, I've done this thing I've done, I can add this to my list of of achievements, right? And then you just, you know, maybe this kind of goes back to the power of the individual (laughs) that you have, you start building up your achievements and everything. And then you start developing a better, value for yourself so there's like a lot of like even though the struggle is real the struggle is not comfortable there's still a lot of value to it yeah which i don't know if any of that answered your question i don't even remember what the question was Not at all
1: but i i do think there is something to that and we can circle back to that but my question was do you think that that necessity for struggle and that necessity for the human condition is something that is built into us as human beings, or something that we're conditioned to do by, you know, the society that we grow up in, by what we surround ourselves with, and by by nature, like, the planet that we're on.
0: <laughs> well, I guess, if, if I'm understanding the question correctly, I guess it's it's, in a sense, kind of both. Mm. Because I think, I think very fundamentally... I think that that strive for well, so if you think about it this way, like think about, you know, maybe from an evolutionary standpoint, the the early humans, right? We hadn't really done anything significant other than make a couple of rocks and spears. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, the world was was chaotic, right like it's it's a very like, I can imagine it being very. You know they had to live in caves for God's sake, like <laughs> yeah, and the only way they could entertain with themselves was to paint animals on the cave walls, like, like very, very primitive, right? And so with that, there was there was a lot of chaos, and there was a lot of uncertainty, right? And then diseases and you know, you are just kind of like subject to to nature. Now, we've come a long ways from that, right. but and so I think there's a sense of, you know, you have the, the unbearable present, right? Which is, I could either eat or get eaten. <laughs> and so I would like an idealistic future where I don't have to worry about getting eaten. Yeah. So how do I transform the idealistic future, I don't have to worry about getting eaten, to the present, right? And so then you have to struggle, you have to figure out a way, you have to develop the wheel, and then you have to start doing agriculture, and then you have to start building fences and then you know all that kind of good stuff start developing more advanced spears (laughs) and maybe some some armor and stuff like that and maybe have larger hunting parties and you know yeah and so you you have to struggle so i guess in that instance it's like if you think about it as as that kind of like the the origin of the concept of the 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 human struggle well, I don't even know if that would be necessarily the origin, but, like, that just, like, from a primitive mindset, I guess you, the question still stands, is, like, is 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 the, the need to strive to do something a, something that's been conditioned because of that ne- necessity to survive? Or is that something that's built into us? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And that I mean, I'm going to kind of shift the conversation slightly to the utopian idea, right? Yeah. That basically we can have this amazing society that just works perfectly. And ideally, I think where this kind of ties into the experience machine is you don't necessarily have negative experiences. You almost get what experiences you want, and society just seems to function. And so, like, let's say that's true for a minute, based on the quote that you just read, you know man will do anything to just prove that he's not a piano key. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the downside to the utopian idea is, well, if we did have a utopian society, people would go crazy and screw it up just, just to break the illusion.
0: And you even think from like a gamer mentality, right? And you and I have discussed this before. You walk into a game, right? Gamer mentality is, what can I do to break this game? Yeah. Like, the game has a sense of order to it. You're you're on a map, right? I mean, unless you're playing, like, PvP and stuff like that, then it's just chaotic all around. But if you're playing, like, like single-player story mode type of thing, yeah. right, you're trying to figure out ways to, like, get off the map. You're trying to find Easter eggs. Like, yeah. you're constantly trying to break the barriers. You're trying to break out of the walls. And, you know, to to... Because you don't want to be a piano key. Yeah. But then I think on some other level if you were just placed in a vastly and this maybe this is kind of the antithesis of what we're talking about here but if you were just dropped into a a just a vast openness right no walls no nothing to constrict you I think in some instances that can be kind of overwhelming like Where do I go? What do I do? What's the objective? Because you don't you've kind of robbed yourself of that idealistic future. So I think the idealistic future as well as the as well as the the transformation process are both vital to to us as as human beings in order to to have purpose in in life.
1: Yeah. Which I mean that's (sighs) Kind of a few different ideas here. That's interesting when you bring it to the respect of the Genesis story. Is like Ab- Adam and Eve were living in paradise. They were living in a utopia essentially, mm-hmm. and everything was great. And then, you know, what did they do? They did the one thing that would screw it up. Yep. And so, huh?
0: No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm listening.
1: Yeah, and so like, I guess kind of two contradictory questions, though, is like one, what is it within humanity that basically necessitates just something worthwhile? I mean, that seems to be so deeply embedded within us, but then the other aspect of it is like, is there some way in which we could transform ourselves to be entrusted with a utopia or a paradise? Again, I guess. Like, is... (laughs) Is there a way in which we could get it to where we don't screw things up, or is that just so deeply embedded into us that no, we need to strive for something better continually throughout the rest of our lives?
0: well, i think so I think and maybe this is kind of kind of going on on a slight tangent, but on a related topic, but I think it's I think we we have to live and you know you you hear the yin yang, right? The order and chaos and everything and the the best way of I've heard it explained is like, you know, you have the, the 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 black side, the white side, right? to represent order and chaos and then the the circ- the opposed, the opposite colored circles within each one to represent, you know, the order within chaos the chaos within order. But then the the line that divides the two is hypothetically the 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 path, the correct path to walk where you have one foot on order and one foot on chaos right and then you think about kind of the more more christian aspect of you know say heaven right what is heaven typically characterized It's typically characterized in in beauty and in order everything has order right yeah like everything is a lot of times everything is symmetrical and everything and yeah, but then you think of the concept of hell. Hell is typically chaotic and it's unknown and unpredictable, right? And so, I think, I think humanity naturally needs to to basically ride that balance between the order and the chaos. Because if there's too much order, right, then you're to be, you're basically living in a in a tyrannical state, right? and so it's the human condition to want to break out of that because we want to have our free will we want to be able to we don't want to be a piano key a piano key is like i think in that instance is kind of like the it's predictable it's it's well within the realm of order right and so we would do everything in our in our in our power to break out of that because we want our freedom freedom is chaotic right however too much chaos right
1: is predictable huh and nothing is predictable, and that causes anxiety and fear because you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know where your future is, and you don't know,
0: you know. It, exactly, right? And so there has to be a fine line where, like, you have just enough order for for things to be predictable. Or not order is predictability. <laughs> just enough order to to not create so much fear and anxiety because you don't know what's going on. But you also have to have enough chaos to where you do have the, the, the ability to make decisions for yourself and to be able to live your life the way you want to live. You know, be able to, to have the opportunity to strive to transform the idealistic futures into the present.
1: Well, I think beyond that, part of our free will is that we're highly sophisticated beings. And there's one more idea I want to get to before we end here. So hopefully we have time for that. But, like, you say, man wants to prove he's not a piano key. Well, a piano key is monotone. Literally.
0: So, one of our uh, commenters says, freedom's a bit dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. And I think, honestly, the the true concept of freedom definitely scares a lot of people, which, you know, I don't think they really understand the <laughs> what life truly means. But... <laughs> I would 100% agree with that with that statement. Yeah. What were you saying? I'm sorry.
1: No, you're good. I was saying, what was I saying? Oh yeah, piano key is monotone, right? And so, Mm. I think without free will, without you kind of making decisions for yourself and coming to your own conclusions, life becomes monotone. Life becomes simple. It becomes unsophisticated, and it, I mean, kind of becomes boring. If the only thing that you have in your life is a single piano key, like, (laughs) you gotta get really creative to make use of a single piano key. But if you open up freedom and you open up free will and you open up, I think with that comes self consciousness. When you open up all those ideas, then you have the whole piano at your disposal. And, you know, we have years and years of records of what you can do with a full piano rather than with a singular key and so then that actually allows for beautiful music to come forth for you know beauty and wonder and excitement and learning and skill and all of those things kind of come into view when you expand beyond the singularness of let's say a utopia to the complexities of life to that intermingling of order and chaos within your life
0: yeah it's very true and I think even like even if you were like you said kind of expand the, the piano from a singular key to a whole 88 keys someone who who's never played the piano sits down and obviously we're going outside the, the topic of the experience machine but <laughs> sit down on the on a piano is like I have 88 options <laughs> <laughs> Which one do I pick? <laughs> and so I think yeah, it can be definitely be daunting to somebody who who's never played a piano before. Yeah. But somebody who has had experience with piano and understands like you know, kind of like some music theory and stuff like that can definitely can definitely do something with that. Because well, Go ahead. Well I was gonna say like because they've had they've had the experience of learning how to play piano they've had the struggle of messing up they've had the struggle of learning all the different notes they've had the struggle of training their ear to listen to different notes and chords and stuff like that they've had the struggle of working on scales and, and chords and you know stretching their hands in order to hit like they need a hit mm-hmm. and Stuff like that And so because of that they've developed you know they've turned the, the idealistic future being able to play the piano into the unbearable present not being able to play the piano <laughs> yeah.
1: well i think that's the flip side of this whole idea of freedom and you know not being any utopian thing's not being monotone is that as you get to increasing levels of sophistication it is then up to you if you truly want your freedom if you truly want to be a sophisticated autonomous self-conscious free individual, you then have to work to develop the skill and the expertise to manage that well. Not every combination of keys sounds beautiful. Basically. And, to, oh, sorry, sorry, go
0: ahead. I was gonna say basically you have to develop your own level of competence so you can rise higher on the hierarchical structure of <clears throat> capitalism.
1: I mean there there's that. <laughs>
0: I'm kidding, I'm kidding.
1: But I'm sorry Basically, you have to develop, you know, if we are using the piano as a symbol for life, you have to develop the skills to do life well and to, you know, manage that. Because, like our commenter said, freedom is a bit dangerous. Yep. And you have to learn to manage that danger well in such a way that you can... Hopefully, hopefully the world that you can live in and not necessarily like the real well okay hopefully if you learn to develop those skills well then the life that you live is better than the one in paradise but that takes a lot of time and energy to refine yourself to that point where you are the kind of person that can create something more beautiful than a monotone key yeah I hope I tied all that together and that that all makes sense.
0: (laughs) No, it does.
1: But actually, did you have any comments before I continue? Because I'm about to, to shift gears a little bit.
0: No, you're good. You're good. Okay.
1: But one last thing, kind of tying or going back to the experience machine that I would like to get to, is bringing it to the modern day. I think that we have developed to some extent a sort of experience machine that, you know if you want to be popular and have a lot of friends, you have social media. If you want, you know, some new gadget at home, you have Amazon. If you want to watch some sort of drama, you have Netflix, Amazon video, Disney plus all of that. If you want like basically most experiences that you would like, it's not everything, but you can have just about what you want. Hmm. And so as we've kind of talked about the experience machine, I would venture to say that to some extent, we have that already in our pockets every day. And so where I'd like to kind of, if we have time for it, where I'd like to take this discussion like, and I guess tying in, we want to be free autonomous individuals who are capable of hopefully developing the skills to do life well. And now we have an experience machine in our pocket on an everyday basis. How do we use that experience machine to our advantage and how do we, you know, integrate it into our life such that we can further ourselves and hopefully accelerate at a faster rate than we otherwise would?
0: So, first of all, I would like to respond with bold of you to assume that I have pockets to begin with. (laughs) I'm kidding. But, no, like, I... I would agree with that. I would also say, venture to say that in some sense, we've also created a sense of, of utopia compared to kind of the hunter-gatherer days of old. You compared know what I'm saying? to
1: just all of history.
0: Yeah. like Recorded
1: or non-recorded.
0: Like, we've essentially ended hunger with fast food restaurants. Like... <laughs> Like all you have to do is beg on the the corner of the street, grab a couple of dollars, and then hit up the dollar menu at uh, at Wendy's, bro. Like, <laughs> or get that four for four. You're good to go, bro. Like, <laughs> but like, and obviously I'm I'm joking, of course. But yeah. like, I guess just the the and this is in the society that that we have. Like, not only what have we created in an, an experience machine in some sense, but we've also created like a, a utopia, which I think. To the the best that I can I can gather, or the best that I can observe, best that I can reason, is because we live in an experienced machine, and we've kind of created a, a utopia with it. We've, like I said before, we've kind of robbed ourselves of the 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 struggle, and we've robbed ourselves of the idealistic future. And in doing that, we've robbed ourselves of purpose and meaning. And I think that's why a lot of people tend to have more of a like whether they they recognize it or not, I think a lot of people tend to have more of a nihilistic perspective on life because they don't they don't have they don't have that purpose. They don't understand how to develop that purpose for themselves.
1: Yeah. Well I would take it a step beyond that. I would say that we've created an experience in some senses. Not in every sense, obviously. <laughs> commenter said that I'm cancelled for assuming Dustin's pants carry... <laughs> Dustin's pants is carrying capabilities. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Right, <laughs> it's been a good talk. I'll see you guys later.
0: <laughs> Banned. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bold of you to bring humor into this channel. <laughs>
1: oh man but we've in some senses developed an experience machine a utopia and still (laughs) and still a uh struggle within our society because like not everything comes easy and yeah you do have to pay bills you do have to pay rent you have to work for that and then a lot of people do go the education route and that's you have to Oftentimes in college, you have to be working a job and doing classes and trying to maintain every other aspect of your life. And so it's not necessarily easy either. So we've created a utopia and an experience machine with struggle in it, and people are still missing purpose in their lives in most cases.
0: Yeah, which is it's kind of crazy to think about, because then well, then the question is, are we bringing in our Uh, Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. (laughs) So, right
1: at the end, perfect timing.
0: (laughs) So, in some sense, you could say that that part part of the struggle that we deal with today in the modern day is because of, you know, a lot of people would say capitalism. I would argue and say consumerism. I think Mm -hmm. those are two completely different things. But in our consumerist mentality, right, we've Again, we've developed an experience machine, we've developed a utopia. And in doing that, we haven't done our due diligence as and maybe I'm talking more of a from the American economy standpoint, which may be a little bit beyond the scope of this episode, but here we go. So because we've we've developed a utopia, right, we haven't been doing our due diligence as American citizens to pay attention to what's going on in the economy. And because of that, you know, we're letting politicians and, you know, people do and say things without really holding them accountable. And in doing that, it's put a lot more stress on the common people, right? And, you know, inflation, prices of everything going up, but yet people are still working like, 40 plus hours a week and paid $11 an hour, right? Not a sustainable wage according to the requirements set out by Adam Smith, the father of capitalism, which is why a big reason why I separate consumerism from capitalism. Yeah. And in doing that, we are inadvertently bringing in struggle into our utopia because that's a necessity in human experience. And our commenter just said, consumerism, and even a step further, I'd say materialism. And I would agree with that as well. That is 100%, yeah, materialism. That's, that's a good yeah. one. I haven't even thought about that one.
1: Well, I think that's, that's honestly probably why people are struggling so much, is because we have I'm, It's a few things. But kind of we have everything that we've talked about, but then the struggle within our society... The struggle that we have seems pointless you know mm-hmm. it's it's one thing when you're struggling for something that has meaning in your life and it's another thing when you struggle simply because that's the way the system works yeah and there are arguments on both sides of that and like where that can where meaning resides but i think that's I think our commenter probably hit the nail on the head with materialism is that we, our society has gotten so focused on the material and so focused on the, the, on merely the things around us and kind of lost sense and lost sight potentially of why those things matter. And, ordering your life such that the things in your life do play a role in working towards something worth your time and really I think that kind of gets to the mythos that I think has largely been lost from our society and you know some form of mythos like almost I think in many instances almost any form of mythos is better than none but like you know, we have our Greco-Roman heritage, and of course the Greeks and the Romans were highly religious people and had extremely strong mythos, and then we also have the Judeo-Christian heritage, which also has an extremely high mythos in it, and even like even up till 300-400 years ago, people were still using the Aristotelian model for chemistry. I'm in the middle of a book right now that's literally on arguments against that, but the philosophy and chemistry was not separated yet. And so literally the work that you're doing as a chemist was saying something about your soul, (laughs) as best as I understand the ideas from back then. And so like back then, the work that you were doing had meaning and purpose. But I think today, because we're so focused on the material, we've kind of lost why we're doing all of that.
0: We look at the world as a place of things rather than a forum, forum for, action.
1: for action.
0: Yeah, yeah, which I I would agree, and I think honestly, like there's there's a subtle shift to to try to come back to more of a forum for action type of deal because I think in And I think look the 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 strive to look at the world as a place of things again assists in the deprivation of purpose and meaning in life and deprives of moral action right yeah and so i think there there's becoming a more of a shift towards seeing the world as as form for action in order to to bring back the the purpose and meaning in in life and everything
1: and I do want to say, kind of as a caveat to all of that, because an argument could be made that that is kind of a result of two things. First and foremost, the development of the scientific method and looking at things more and more from a scientific perspective. And then the Cold War, which basically took the systems of America and kind of reformatted them to basically build society around factories and industry. And so an argument could be made that those two have kind of taken that mythos out of society factory thing I can kind of agree with, but the scientific thing, I don't think that science is necessarily bad or in its pursuits, but I think that we may have jumped the gun a little bit on the extent to which science can explain the human condition. And we, I don't know because the scientific method is a very robust method and some amazing method for understanding the world around us and i genuinely don't know what method we would use to explore what is meaningful for an individual because that seems to be a very subjective thing but i do think that we need something beyond science to really relate all of that information back to the human to kind of bring about a shift that would be beneficial for our society to where we can move beyond the material and the mere place for things
0: okay then how do you spell all that (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) no that's uh yeah good stuff good stuff well that's about all the time we got for this discussion of the experience machine Uh, i know we did kind of get off on a few tangents there but it's definitely definitely an interesting topic interesting discussion so our topic for next episode is going to be the ideal society where we're going to try to figure out what an ideal society would look like and everything and we'd love to hear feedback from from you guys during that discussion we are not going to be able to do our next episode next friday we will be doing our episode the friday after so I will post an event in this, in this channel, but just to let you guys know, so you not guys don't just jump in here and be like, Hey, where's everybody? <laughs> so yeah, thank you everybody for, for coming and listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to me and Darren ramble on about <laughs> topics that we find interesting. And we'd love to hear topics that you guys find interesting as well. If there's ever something, you know, like, Hey, I want to, let's explore this topic, you know, just drop it in the public discourse, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, Darren, do you have anything anything else?
1: No, I think just kind of what you said. If you guys have any ideas on what we should talk about or ideas on things we have talked about, please let us know. We want feedback. We want to know what you guys think of our discussion. Of course, we find this very interesting, but we're here for you guys and for you guys to listen in and hear our discussion. So if we're not... If our discussions are solely for us, that kind of leaves you guys out. So feel free to drop anything there and hope you guys have a great rest of your day and enjoy learning more. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And again, any recommendations if you guys want to see anything different, want us to do things a little bit differently, again, just let us know in the public discourse. Also, if you guys find what we do here interesting, please feel free to share this server. I would like to get to this this server to a point where we can just put it on the discovery channel on on Discord, so you can just type it in and people can and can look it up. So if you guys like what we do here, if you can help us by by sharing this channel with your friends and everybody, yeah, we like to try to get the word out and everything, try to inspire more discussions of of kind of deep deep topics and everything. But until next time, always remember, think critically and live fully. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.